Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not a Bears fan, so I, I'll come out here and say, no, this player actually kind of sucks. Like, what, what are they doing? No, no. DJ Moore's a real number one receiver. This, this kid was drafted in the first round. He's got a second contract. He's getting paid, what, on average $20 million a year or something like that. He is a, he's a number one receiver, and he has put together a lot of productive seasons with crap quarterbacks out in Carolina. The Bears have a new number one wide receiver in DJ Moore. They also threw a bag of money at Tremaine Edmonds, solidifying the middle of the defense at linebacker. They've revamped the running back room. We have thoughts on everything that's happened for the Bears through the first wave of free agency coming up. But first and foremost, welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by Alyssa Barbieri. It's the Bears Wire podcast powered by the USA Today Network. Alyssa, it's, it's been a while. How the hell are you? It has been a while. I'm doing good. I mean, a lot has happened since we last chatted. So, I mean, we got to get right down to it because it feels like a completely different team now that we're coming back and talking about. Yeah, there's so much to catch up on. There's so much to catch up on. We're just a week into the new league year. Uh, so I think I think we the last pod we did to wrap up the regular season was a six pack. And I think we just need to bust out another six pack. Alyssa, we can cheers to the start, the official start of spring which definitely hits a lot different for me out here in New England than it does for you in Florida. The first day of spring, you're probably like, who cares? First day of spring for me, it's like a big celebration out here. Once we hit St. Patty's day, uh, the start of the new football season, March madness, like this is, this is a big thing in New Hampshire. It means, it means the sun's coming out, but you always get the sun in Florida. So, uh, but we could cheers to whatever we could cheers to Ryan Poles. We could cheers to the start of spring, the season starting like whatever, but I was thinking a six pack. It just makes the most sense. I will never say no to a six pack. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we, we questions, never beer, you name it. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I think I think maybe Ryan Poles could uh, could help us kick this thing off. The noise around it was crazy compensation. But I think at some point when you feel comfortable with what you're receiving, you pull the trigger. Um, sometimes you wait too long and, and things, you know, move on. Trades are hard. I mean, when you're a part of them and, and they pop up and you're having those conversations, they're not comfortable conversations, especially when you're moving on from a player. So, you know, the longer that you're talking about it and thinking about it, you can start to sway a little bit. So when we hit in a position where I was comfortable, we were good with it. There's Ryan Poles, of course, Alyssa talking about the, the blockbuster trade. Uh, and, and before I ask you question number one, which is I just want you to give me your take, give me your grade, whatever you want to say about about the deal with the Panthers. Uh, just let me list off the terms of the deal really quick before you answer. The Bears send number one overall in the 2023 draft. It was fun while we had it. Right. But it, now it's gone. Uh, the Bears send number one overall to the Panthers. They send back number nine overall this year with an additional second round pick, a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 second round pick. And a new wide receiver one in DJ Moore. Alyssa, give us your your take on or your grade on this blockbuster trade between the Bears and Panthers. Yeah, my immediate impression, I mean, I have to give it an A plus. And 
the only reason I'm giving it an A plus is because when you're looking at the trade, you look at the compensation and the fact that Ryan Poles was able to get it done before free agency and lock a player up, address a huge need before free agency so we could go in there and attack other needs. I mean, like this trade is perfect. Like so far, obviously this is an initial grade for the trade. We'll see how it works out. Like in terms of draft, you know, picks and who the, the Panthers are drafting, who the bears are drafting, how DJ Moore works out and everything. But this is a move that I think that Ryan Poles, obviously we knew he was going to make, but you, you heard him talking about the importance of, you know, trying to get a trade done perhaps before free agency because that would allow them to go out and address this, you know, address a need and get a top talent in return. And when you look at those um, and look at the draft compensation, because one of the things was the Panthers, I think one of the offers was three first round picks, right? And so, and Ryan Poles is like, no, no, no. Instead, we, I need DJ Moore. It reminded me of um, Draft Day, Ryan, you know, the movie. Yes. <laughs> but he was like, I want David Putney because I, I got to feel like it. So, like it felt right. like Ryan Poles is like I need DJ Moore and this he's part of the of the deal, and that's huge because when you look at this receiving core now that the Bears have, DJ Moore is a true bona fide wide receiver one, and I don't know why all of a sudden there are some people on the internet when DJ Moore was considered a number one receiver, you know, for a while in Carolina, and now all of a sudden he's on the Bears, and now he's not; he's a glorified right. Number two, and and now I'm he's like, like number ah. three. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's the number one receiver. He is ultimately now he's Fields' top guy. You have Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool behind him. And you you look at those top three. I think this is the best that the Bears wide receiver group has been in a very, very long time. And, you know, and when we're we're talking about Justin Fields and maximizing his success and being able to evaluate him, landing DJ Moore is very impactful for this team. And oh my goodness, just you look at what DJ Moore has had to deal with <laughs> since coming into the league. He's had three 1,000 yard seasons, actually, I'm sorry, three 1,100 yard seasons, right? In five years. And you look at some of the quarterbacks he's played with, and the best might have been the ghost of Cam Newton. And so now when he's coming to Chicago, you have to wonder, you know, almost immediately, does Justin Fields become the best quarterback that he's playing with. So you saw the kind of production that he was able to have in Carolina with subpar quarterback play. And now you add him to this offense with this quarterback, and you're going to hopefully continue to build that offensive line and give him time to throw and really elevate this passing game. Now you're going to see what DJ Moore is all about. And then when you have more, obviously that's going to free up Mooney and free up Claypool. And obviously this is still an offense that gets off the ground running. Like, I mean, you have the, are, I mean, in my opinion, the most dangerous quarterback, rushing quarterback in the league in Justin Fields. So he brings that element to it. And then you look at, you know, the running backs, right? And we'll get to that a little later. But so obviously, the you know, running the ball is going to be a big part of this offense. But now you can really start to open up the passing game a lot more. And I mean, this trade, I was, I was so excited when it went down. I, I honestly don't know if I was expecting it <laughs> to happen, like literally like what, two days before free agency, I had just gone on vacation and I had gotten back on Wednesday afternoon. And I am so glad that Ryan pulls waited until Friday to pull the trigger. Otherwise I was going to be pulling off on the, on the side of the road and getting this news up. Um, so I really appreciate him for doing that. Um, I was, you know, did not expect it to happen right before free agency, but I'm really, really glad it did. And, you know, obviously, you know, there are some stories that are coming up in terms of other teams, you know, that were interested in the number one pick, 
the fact that, you know, maybe Ryan Poles could have traded back twice right inside the top 10 and maybe landed additional draft capital. But, you know, when you look at it, I think that DJ Moore was the deciding factor as he should be. He's one of Ryan Poles' blue players that he calls. Um, And he was someone that if you get him, I mean, I think he made the deal pretty easy, right? When Carolina finally gave in and was like, okay, you can get more. I think that that just made it a done deal for Poles. Yeah, I I think Poles did a pretty good job because weren't the Panthers like over the last few seasons being like DJ Moore is not available at different trade deadlines? You know, people were calling up on DJ Moore and the Panthers. Maybe they listened to offers, but they weren't giving up DJ Moore. They were kept saying they wanted to build around him because, yes, he is a bona fide number one receiver, like you said. And you know me, Alyssa. I'm not a Bears fan. So I'll come out here and say, no, this player actually kind of sucks. Like, what, what are they doing? No, no. DJ Moore's a real number one receiver. This, this kid was drafted in the first round. He's got a second contract. He's getting paid, what, on average, $20 million a year or something like that. He is a, he's a number one receiver, and he has put together a lot of productive seasons with crap quarterbacks out in Carolina. So you got to love that DJ Moore just kind of got tossed in, and it's like, all right, instead of three first-round picks, we'll just take a second in 2025, and we'll take DJ Moore off your hands. You know, And, and Ryan Poles pulled that off. It it. It's awesome. It, it does feel like a heist when you when you think about the fact that how valuable were the Bears like kind of losing those la- last few games of the season, Alyssa, right? Getting all the way to number one. I mean, if the Bears had won a couple more games, they could have been the number nine overall pick. You know what I mean? And that's and that's just like a part of this giant package for the Panthers to get up to number one overall. So it just shows you how much changed when the Bears got all the way to number one overall. Uh, just a huge haul for the Bears. You, how, how can you not give it an A? A plus whatever. And there's a lot of layers here. We heard polls talking about it. Now they were talking to the Texans. We know who hold the number two overall pick. We were talking before we recorded Alyssa. You said the Raiders were also in on it uh, now. And, and we know report like the Panthers back at number nine, they were motivated, right? So they, they wanted to get this deal done because they want their quarterback. You know, if I'm the Texans GM, right? If I'm Nick Casario and I'm the Texans, am I really playing ball the same way that the Panthers did when I know Poles is sitting at number one. I'm sitting at number two, and I know he has Justin Fields. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm giving up the haul that the Panthers gave uh, when I know that they have Justin Fields, and I'm skeptical that they would draft a quarterback with Justin Fields on their roster. I, I doubt they would. So I get why those talks kind of stalled out or weren't really move, moving as fast as the Panthers stuff was. And I like kind of like you said, I got to give Ryan Poles credit for pulling the trigger uh, and not trying to drag it out not taking it all the way to the draft, not trying to squeeze every draft pick out of it. Because when you look at what they got back, it really is a home run in terms of compensation. When you, when you add in DJ Moore too, the fact that now like all we've done for years, it feels like over a year now, Alyssa is just moan and bitch and complain about, Oh, we need to get weapons around Justin Fields. And now we got DJ Moore to go with Darnell Mooney and chase Claypool. Like, uh, and, and not to mention some of the other guys. So, uh, this should be seen as a good thing. And uh, I'm glad he pulled the trigger when he did. Yeah. And even on top of that, like you mentioned with getting DJ Moore, you know, you have him through 2025, right? He signed right. a very reasonable yes. contract yes. extension last offseason. You're getting the right part of the contract, right? Alyssa, the Bears are. They're getting yeah. the better part of the deal because the Panthers Absolutely. paid a lot of the money up front. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, an A plus move um, uh, by Ryan Poles. I mean, 
it's just, it's exciting, you know, really to see, to think about what this offense can be. Obviously we are now in the honeymoon phase, right. Of the off season where everything's happening and, you know, it just kind of seems like, not that I I think the bears are going to be going to the playoffs, but I mean, when you look at the moves that they've made and I think it starts with this trade and also building towards the future, I do expect them to be competing a playoff spot this year and then you look at what ryan poles was able to do you mentioned him pulling the trigger sooner like before you know not dragging it out and that was something in one of the interviews that he did i think it was it was either peter king or, or albert breer one of the interviews that he did where he was talking about you know you know there were he could wait like the texans weren't ready to pull off the trade yet Right. Like before free agency, because, you know, obviously the pro days hadn't happened and they weren't quite sold yet. But the Panthers, like you said, speaking to the desperation and that they just needed to get in a position to take one of those quarterbacks moving up as high as they did. I mean, it made it a very easy move. Ryan Poles has a relationship with Scott Fitterer. So, I mean, that made a lot of sense. And it just I know there are always going to be people that are complaining, saying, "Okay, he could have traded back twice. He could have gotten more. But he did get more DJ more. Sorry, I just like, oh, well popped done. in my head. <laughs> but I mean, I think that, you know, what he did, it was smart because who's to say that, you know, maybe a team pull, backs out at the last second. Right. And so then now you're, you're waiting and maybe Carolina makes a trade with someone else. I mean, it, it was a smart move what polls did. And now you you headed into free agency and now the rest of the offseason, you know, feeling very confident about this season, but also for the future with the additional draft capital that you got and also DJ Moore for the next three years. All right. So that's that's question number one of the six pack. And what usually happens when we do this, Alyssa, is we start off kind of slow as you get the first couple down and then we start to really pick up the pace as we start feeling no pain right later in the six pack. You know, that's kind of how this works. So there's number one. (laughs) Moving on to number two. Do you buy or sell that the Bears are now all in on Justin Fields going forward? In other words, Poles does take a very business-like approach with Justin, does he? Now, he he was scouting these rookie quarterbacks in this year's draft. You had that report up on on uh, Bears Wire that he never told Fields he was, quote-unquote, the guy or the starter as he was going through that due diligence, looking at you know the C.J. Strouds, the Bryce Youngs of the world. So now that the Bears have kind of put their weight behind Fields and surrounded him with talent... Do you think they're now all in on him or do you think this is still very much an evaluation going into 2023 with the team holding multiple first round picks in 2024 where they could start to really think about moving on from the player if he doesn't take the step forward they're looking for given the talent around him. So buy or sell that the Bears are all in on fields. I feel like it's a combination of both, you know, when you look at it, depending on how you look at it, because when you look at what Ryan Poles has done so far this offseason through the trade, acquiring DJ Moore, you know, getting Nate Davis at guard, you know, things he's going to do in the draft to get, you know, more offensive linemen around him. And I, I feel like that in itself, I feel like the Bears are all in on Justin Fields in 2023. But at the same time, as you know, we've talked about this a lot, Ryan, uh, we haven't really had a fair chance to evaluate fields. Yes. And this is going to be the first season in his third year, right? Finally, you're putting him in a position where he's not, you know, no, all on his own floundering out there or, or running for his life because that's what he has to do. Now you're going to be putting the, you put the pieces around him. You're going to be able to fairly evaluate him. And, you know, if everything goes according to plan, which we, I think we all hope, including Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, that, you know, Justin Fields really does take a, that huge Jalen Hurts-like step forward 
in his third season here. And at the same time, if it doesn't work out, then you still, you know, trade, you know, making that trade with the Panthers, you know, you still have an opportunity. You'll have two first rounders next year to, you could package, you know, both of those to move up to go get your quarterback. Or if you're already in a good position or if Carolina finishes bad enough that you're in a position to go get a Caleb Williams, you know, you also have that as a, you know, a plan to fall back on. So I do think that the bears are all in on Justin Fields in 2023. When you look at everything that Ryan Poles has done, yes, you know, he didn't put, you know, he didn't put all of his commitment behind fields at first, but that's because, you know, he didn't want to go back on his word. He's being honest. He's doing his job, right? You know, and that's what any good general manager would do. You're going to evaluate everybody, including some top of the top quarterbacks, especially when you were sitting in a position at number one, a position that you really hope to never be in again, unless it's, you know, because of the Panthers or something, um, because they finished last and you get that pick. But, Very possible, too. I mean, hey, it is possible. We will see. That Wouldn't that be great? Um but yeah, I mean, you look at it and I think that everything he's done so far shows you that this team is committed to Justin Fields in 2023. And they're not only com- like we heard that last season, offseason, you heard about I mean, you heard their praise in him and their belief and confidence. But now you're seeing some of the moves because they're able to make them right. Last year, we talked about it. 2022 was not going to be the season. It was going to be rough. You know, they didn't have the they didn't have the draft capital that the first round pick last year. You know, they didn't have the salary cap space. And now Ryan Poles is able to build this team the way he wants to and really help fields out when he wasn't able to a lot last year without, you know, putting the team in a crunch or in a bind, you know, years down the line, which, you know, his predecessor did, right? Ryan Pace loved to push money to the future, push all the problems to the future. And I think that you're, we're seeing the exact opposite approach from Ryan Poles, but, you know, everything so far. And I think you have to go into this season believing that the Bears are, are all in on Justin Fields in 2023. And, you know, I think the belief uh, by everyone is that Fields is going to, you know, prove just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm right. You know, you got to like polls. I mean, he is he had a vision. You could see it playing out. Uh, the Bears are in such a different spot now than when he was hired. It's it's wild. And and you kind of understand. I mean, at you know, at first you read that article and that report and you're like, man, that was cold. Ryan Poles like didn't even talk to Fields about him being QB one this year. Right. But on the other side, it's like you're holding the number one pick. You're the GM. You have to put the front out there that you are serious about taking a quarterback so you can get the most value for your pick. So polls did everything right. I think he got, I mean, can you, can we really compl- complain about the compensation with the trade? I mean, come on. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Um, another thing he's done is he has revamped the uh, linebacker core for the bears. Alyssa, right. We saw him trading linebackers uh, early on when he first got here. Now he has new additions. And why don't you give me your first impressions of the bears, new linebacker duo, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of these moves. I mean, originally, uh, you know, the first move was TJ Edwards. And I was like, man, that is a great value pick a bargain. They got him for what I think it was three years around $20 million. And it's like, I mean, that's just incredible when you consider 
right? Roquan Smith wanted what, $20 million a year. And, you know, TJ Edwards, you know, a hometown kid, by the way, you know, from Illinois, um, you know, he was one of the highest graded linebackers, I think top three by pro football focus this year. I think it was like 84.8 or something around there. And, you know, it was coming off a really impressive season. And I was like, okay, this is a great move for the bears. You pair him with Jack Sanborn, his former Wisconsin teammate for a year. And you're feeling pretty good, right? And then here we go. And then they signed Tremaine Edmonds. And I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, they are are all in uh, on this. And I think that the, the two signings, because a lot of people, and you, if you have people criticizing the moves, and normally it's the Tremaine, Edmund, the Tremaine Edmonds move that people are kind of looking at because, you know, yes, the contract is big. It was four years, 72 million with 50 million guaranteed, but you're getting a lot of that up front. Um but when you look at this, these two players fit what Matt Eberflus needs in his defense. They are lengthy, athletic uh, linebackers. And, you know, we don't know whether, you know, who's going to play what, but it really feels like Edmonds can play the mic and um, Edwards would be playing the will. And also, if you hear me, I, I'm trying my very hardest. I haven't done it yet, but I'm just waiting for the moment I confuse Edwards and Edmonds because, my goodness, <laughs> like, Ace polls. I can't. Pace polls. I'm like Matt, Matt, Ryan, Ryan. I'm like uh, it, never ends. Bears are really testing me here. I just want to say that uh, I haven't made the mistake yet. I keep looking at like what I'm writing. I double check things now anytime I mention both of them. Um, but I think that I really like what they did because they're focusing. I think one of the things Ryan Poles said uh, during his um, post free agency press conference is you know because people were surprised that they didn't like attack you know, the defensive line a whole lot or attack the offensive line, the tackle position specifically. And he said, you know, in terms of signing both of those players that he didn't want you, he didn't want the need of a, of a certain position to, you know, to cost them, you know, a great player or cost them great players. So the fact that Edmonds was still on the board and he's someone that fits this defense and someone, and you had obviously the bears run defense was among the worst in the league last year. And you add these two guys, that's going to help in a huge way. So, I mean, polls is really set on, you know, value and getting value at the mo- uh, for each position. So, I mean, I think that you, I like the moves by him, uh, especially I love the Edwards move. That one was, I mean, I keep looking at it, I'm like, man, they got a real steal <laughs> in Edwards. And I mean, the two of them, I think, I think it's going to be something pretty special. I mean, it surprised me, obviously, that they went all in on linebacker. But when you kind of look at or when it comes down to it, you get Edwards and Edmonds for the same price as Roquan Smith. And that is value. That's a good way to put it. I love that. And, you know, they're two guys that played on really good defense, two of the best defenses in football. Edwards with the Eagles, Edmonds with the uh, with the Bills. Now I feel like I just said their name wrong, Alyssa, right? You just say it, now it's in. I know you're okay. guessing. Yeah. I, in, in my head, it's like, did I just say TJ Edmonds? You know, so uh, yeah, so that's going to be tough. But yeah, I, I like it. I, and I know Edmonds got the bag, right? They gave him, I think they gave him the richest four-year linebacker contract in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, I was like, good, good. Because I'm not one of these football fans that worry about the, uh, the money. Because <laughs> Alyssa, to me personally... This, you know, whatever it is, 72 million, whatever it was, 72 million. That's funny money to me. So I, I can't even wrap my head around that much money. So whether it's 72 or 50 or 55 or 47, like it doesn't matter. It's fine. Just give me the player that you think, give me the player you think fits in your defense the best. And let's go play football. Um, so I, I just think we worry about the money too much. Like it's not our money. It's the owner's money and the owners are billionaires. Don't worry about the money. 
and Ryan Poles will be fine with the cap. Don't worry. It'll be it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And you got a quarterback on a rookie deal still. So exactly. You to go and make these moves. It's a good sign to me. It's a good sign. It tells me uh, that Ryan Poles has the green light to spend some. You know, just because you have cap space doesn't mean you're going to sign a bunch of guys. You still got to put out the guaranteed money, write those checks. The owner has to write those checks. It's a good sign to me that they're throwing some money around Alyssa. I, that, I actually got excited about the the big money. I didn't I didn't boohoo it like some people like to do. Um, all right, we're already to question number four. Look at us go. And uh, I'm excited about this one because, yeah, I, I was interested to get your take on linebacker, but I know running back, this one hits your tugs at your heartstrings a little bit because I know you're a, you're a big uh, David Montgomery fan. You wanted him back. Uh, the Bears have replaced David Montgomery. It's Deonta Foreman in, Montgomery out. Uh, so I know as a fan of Montgomery, Alyssa, give us your gut reaction. And how do you see this backfield playing out between Khalil Herbert, who who is still with the team, obviously, Foreman, and Travis Homer, who is another free agent back the Bears signed off of uh, Seattle? Yeah, obviously. I mean, I feel like I had come to terms with the fact that Montgomery wasn't going to be back. You know, I feel like they would have gotten a deal in place kind of you know, when polls had agreed to terms with a couple of other in-house free agents that they brought back. So I had come to terms with that. And then he signed with the lions and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm about to hear about this from my family. And I was like, Oh no. But then again, you look at what the bears did at running back in free agency. And I think behind linebacker, I think running back is the position that got the best, you know, or got the most improved. Right. I mean, obviously losing Montgomery is huge because he was someone that was great in pass protection, a great receiving threat. Uh, out of the backfield and you look at Khalil Herbert and Dodson Foreman and they are not the best in, you know, terms of receiving uh, back. So, I mean, that's where I think Travis, I think that's why we could see a little bit more of Travis Homer, uh, who's going to be the third running back on the depth chart. I think we could see him a little bit more because he is that receiving threat. So, I mean, I do think this is a committee by or a running back committee approach, right? I mean, this is what they had last year too. It was Montgomery and Herbert and you had a little bit of, Trustin Ebner sprinkled in there. And I think that, you know, what's happened at free agency is not uh, good for Ebner here because, um, you know, he struggled last season. But I mean, I think that this I really love the foreman move because he is I mean, people forget that he really stepped up for after Christian McCaffrey was traded uh, to the 49ers. And he was quite impressive. He had I mean, he I think he started nine games. He had almost a thousand rushing yards. He probably would have gotten there with a few more starts, obviously. And I mean, he had over 100 rushing yards in five games. I really think that him and Herbert will be a nice one-two punch like Montgomery and Herbert were. And then again, you have Justin Fields as the running threat. Oh, wait. And then you have Homer, too, who is a great special team guy. Um, it's a great special teams guy, and he can come in and really help you in the receiving game a little bit. So um, I, I really love what they have done at running back uh, a whole lot. Now it's, it kind of comes down to, you know, who's really going to get the main workload, right? Kind of like we knew Montgomery was the main guy last year. You know, Herbert is, you know, when you look at his production last year, he had 5.7 yards per carry, which led all qualifying running backs in the league. You know, Foreman had, I think he was averaging 4.5 yards per carry. You know, you want to see a little bit more from Herbert last season. So do we get more of that this year? Because Foreman came in here and he's like, I, I came here to be the guy. Like he didn't come here to be, a backup, right? So, I mean, I think this is going to be a competition to really watch as we go into training camp to see who really does have that running back one role, though we are going to see a lot of both of them in there and Homer as well. So I really, really love what Poles has done to address the running back position. It's a nice consolation uh, after losing Montgomery, which I think that most Bears fans had already come to terms with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought if Montgomery left in free agency, then Herbert would just be the guy. 
Uh, and to, you know, to sit here and be like, we're not really sure. Is it going to be Foreman or Herbert? That's, that's kind of a good problem to have. I, I like this Foreman kid. You're right. I mean, they really, after they traded McCaffrey and then they fired the coach and all that, right? It, it seemed like the Panthers are going to tank and be where the Bears are, you know, were, or I guess where they were. Uh, they were going to tank down for the number one pick, but that didn't happen. They really found an identity rushing the football with Foreman and then throwing the football to DJ Moore. It was really Moore and Foreman who carried that team, and they almost won their division, the Panthers. They almost won the NFC South. That's why they were picking ninth. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Foreman's a good little player. He's sick of being a backup. He's been a backup for a while. Uh, so he's looking to have a lead role. It's a good problem to have. Good problem to have. Uh, question number five, Alyssa. This is another one. This was kind of a fun post you had on Bears Wire this week. It made me spit out my coffee. Yeah, because the Bears have been super active. They gave a bag of money to uh, Tremaine Edmonds, as we said earlier. But Ryan Pohl still has the most salary cap space in the NFL after the first wave of free agency. So that's awesome. So give me the next move, right? It, it could be a player. It could be a position group, whatever. But give me the next move that makes sense for the next, you know, the secondary wave of free agency. What do you think's coming? I think at this point, we're going to see a lot more depth signings. I mean, I would, I still think that they really need to address the pass rush. Uh, obviously, the interior of the defensive line, they really need that three tech. They, they signed Andrew Billings, who I, he's going to he's just a run stuffer uh, at the one tech spot, which I think he's going to be a, he's a huge addition and should help this run defense a lot. So now I feel like they're going to you know wait till the draft to, to address the three tech spot. So I think that maybe now in free agency, we're going to see a lot more depth signings. And maybe like you go, I think Yannick and Gaku, you know, when we're filming, this is still out there. So you need some help off the edge to, to pair with Demarcus Walker, who earned a nice deal with the bears, but you know, he had one really good season last year and he earned this. We want to see that consistency, but we're not really sure. So you would like to have, you know, and Gaku in here, I'd take him. Um, so I, I think that, I think depth at multiple positions, you know, I think along the offensive line, uh, there are a couple positions, especially maybe tackle, uh, there are a couple solid options still out there again, as we're, as we are recording this and they're probably going to be off the board. So I just, I won't name them just in case. <laughs> um, so I do, I do think that the offensive line and defensive lines uh, obviously are the biggest uh, needs still left on the board here. And I think like someone like a Deandre Houston Carson, their in-house uh, free agent safety, I think, you know, you, are you going to bring him back? Right. I mean, there are some moves they can make to really shore up other positions Um it's going to be interesting because, I mean, like you said, the Bears went out. They still they went out and they added a lot of impact starters and a lot and some depth signings, and they still have roughly forty two million in cal and in salary cap space as we are recording this. Um, and it's impressive because Ryan Poles, you know, has followed his plan. His plan was they're not going to we're not going to go out there and overspend just because we can. You know, when you saw what the Broncos, you know, paid for Mike McGlinchey. Now, yes, the Bears were in on him, but they weren't going to overpay for him, right? Just because they could, because they didn't want to put themselves in a in a position where they're jeopardized down the line, right? So, I mean, you really, I really applaud Pulse for how he's handled free agency. You know, it, it's been frustrating at times because you're watching all these, you know, offensive tackles and defensive tackles as they were going off the boards, you know, during the first couple of days of free agency, and you're like, you know, man, why aren't the Bears in on that? And, Orlando Brown, you know, maybe a guy like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And Orlando Brown, that was an interesting one because, you know, that he was a name that was uh, obviously connected to the bears, but you know, he doesn't fit the ski, the outside zone uh, scheme that they run. So, I mean, he wasn't really going to be an option, Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, you want moves, but Ryan Poles did, you know, preach 
patience. He's like, okay, we're just starting building the roster. We have a long off season to go. You have the NFL draft or the bears have, I think nine picks at this point. So, I mean, and I don't know, he could keep trading down, right. You know, maybe at number nine, if one of his top guys is all, you know, if all of his top guys are off the board, maybe he trades back again. Right. So, I mean, it, there, there's a long off season to go. I think at this point of free agency, it's going to be a lot more depth signings than anything at this point. I don't think we're going to see any uh, significant, you know, big moves. We've reached uh, the end of the six pack, Alyssa. So now we're both, we're feeling no pain. We've reached the end. And this is not even a question. This is just a perfect question for when you're at the end of a six pack for me to just give you the floor and let you vent because Aaron Rodgers appears to be taking all of his crap to the New York jets. So again, not as much of a question as it is just, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, When Rodgers announced that he was leaving the Packers on the Pat McAfee show, you were the first person I thought of. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to give you the floor. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I am glad that the drama is over. At least I think it's over. I mean, he said he's going to the Jets. We'll see how the, everything shakes out, but it does feel like if he is in fact gone, my goodness, it is a weight off of my chest. Now don't get me wrong. I would have loved for him to stay in green Bay. So the bears could finally beat him. Right. Right. Cause they are, you know, on the, you know, the wave of traject- upward trajectory definitely, and the Packers are on a downward one. So I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to beat him because, like, that's the one thing that you really wanted this Justin Fields Bears team to be able to do. But at the same time, Ryan, I've been following the Bears since I was in seventh grade in 2001, so that's 22 years. So it's been 22 years. All I have known is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and it's been two insufferable a holes, honestly. It has been. It has been insufferable. I'm just ready for the Packers to not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I mean, for the love of God, Knock I don't, on I don't wood, think Jordan Love will be, but <laughs> Jordan Love, they can't get, they can't have a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback is what I'm telling myself here. So, I mean, it'll be nice when you kind of look at the division, especially with Aaron Rodgers on the way out. I don't know. Packers fans are way overconfident in Jordan Love. Yeah, yes, when he came in, what was at the Eagles game for a little bit when Rodgers got hurt? Yeah, he looked nice, but no one was game planning for him. He came off the bench cold. I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> like, that doesn't prove anything. It was right? one quarter of football. Go there yeah. and prove it consistently. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's going to be interesting when you look at the division. I think the Lions uh, are the, the the team to beat right now in the NFC North. And I think, you know, you could, you know, after next year, I think after this year, you could definitely put the Bears up there as well. So, I mean, it's interesting how the division is shifting now with Aaron Rodgers out. And I, for one, am so excited. Oh, my goodness. 100%. He had me sucked in with all this drama. I was just ready for it to be over. Of course, I watched it, though. And I was just like, get to the point, Aaron. Like, he loves loves the attention. He is such a drama queen. And, I mean, the fact that Packers fans are annoyed with him really tells you all you need to know. Like I've never seen Bears fans and Packers fans united about something. And it is their, you know, I don't know, hatred is the right word, but just they're 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 dumb with Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, it'll be fun too when you think about him going to New York and like how that media market, oh yes. my gosh, this is gonna be fun. It is, yeah. I mean, I mean, the media was definitely not bad in Green Bay, Aaron, compared to what you're gonna see in New York. Just trust <laughs> us on that one. Uh yeah. So it's uh it's all good. Um, you have a feeling that Rogers will remind Bears fans of that, um, you know, that they never beat him, right? <laughs> He's going to say like, hey, I left before you ever beat me when, when the Bears start winning. You just have a feeling that's going to come back. He's going to do that little thing. So just like prepare well, yourselves for it now. 
Well, you do hope too that the Bears go out and win a Super Bowl so they can say, "Hey, we won the same amount of Super Bowls as you did." Exactly, exactly, and that's an easy one. <laughs> that's the only thing that cares. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> yeah, Fields won't have to. If Fields wins a you know a few playoff games, he'll probably be right up there with Rodgers in terms of his playoff record. It's not very good over there, uh, especially at home. So yeah, I mean. I'm a little worried as a Patriots fan, you know, that he's going to come and, and be in my face twice a year now with the Jets. Uh, so I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also hoping he just tears that franchise to the ground because, I mean, I hate the Jets with all all the passion in the world. So uh, I just I think it's a perfect marriage. His stupid face, the Jets, that idiot Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator over there. Like he's already Alan like Lazard. Alan Lazard. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, we've got these great young players, Elijah Moore. Uh, Garrett Wilson. No, no, no. Let's get Mercedes Lewis, the old man tight end. That's who I want. I want Randall Cobb. You know, it's like it's perfect. Like, please, Aaron, just go ruin the Jets and tear them down because they seem like they got a little something going. So please, Aaron, hopefully Aaron's, you know, the final the, the final nail in that coffin for the Jets. That would just it would just be very poetic for me again as a Patriots fan. But yeah, I had to let you I had to let you talk about Rodgers a little bit uh, because that is that is big news. And, and yeah, what what a switch. If it's Bears Lions on top of the division, you know, going forward over the next few years, I mean, that would be that'd be wild, really fun. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, like I remember I did one after the Rogers you know, news when he was like, "Okay, I'm going to the Jets," and like reaction uh, across Bears Twitter. Like I had to do a post about it. There were so many great reactions. It was like, <laughs> you know, we're free and like <laughs> they gone, the witch is dead. Like I mean. Because, you know, so many Bears fans, you know, just like me, it's been Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And like, we're just it's nice to, you know, move forward. And I mean, unless the Packers made some deal with the devil, there's no way Jordan Love's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no way I doubt it. they would get three in a row. So, I mean, it, it's nice that, you know, he's gone. Of course, we would have liked to have beaten him, but. I'm just glad that we that the Bears won't have to face him twice a year um, because even when they should have won games, you know, Aaron Rodgers has always found a way, you know, to, to ruin that. So I think now you replace, you know, a, a Jordan Love there. So, I mean, I think that the Bears, I, I'm hey, when I do my predictions, Ryan, I think I'm going to pick the Bears to beat the Packers at least once this year. I like it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I like what the Bears have cooking. Uh, thank God for Ryan Poles. He's doing a great job, I think, Alyssa. And, you know, it was fun catching up with you, of course. And I hope uh, I hope the new Bears GM gives you more stuff to, you know, crank out for Bears while you're here coming up. I hope I hope he's not done. You know, there's plenty more to do with this roster. So hopefully he gives you more headlines here coming up. I think he will. And he he does his best work at night, Ryan, I will tell you. <laughs> yes, he uh, likes to keep you up. Like, yeah, really. I think like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like he made like moves like at 10 o'clock at night or something. And I'm like, okay, I ain't going to bed. Uh, I'm just going to like be up till midnight in case something happens. Um, It's, you know, he's, there's a lot more to be done with this roster, but I mean, at this point we're in year two, Ryan Poles finally has the resources that he needs to, to really start building this roster after inheriting the mess that Ryan Pace left behind. So, you know, it's exciting. Again, we're like in the honeymoon phase, like everything that's happening, you know, that's happened. Look at, you know, the DJ Moore trade acquisition, the trade for the number one pick, more picks, you know, what's happened in free agency. And, you know, this this sense that Justin Fields is really going to be in a position to really take that step forward like Jalen Hurts did. I mean, it's it's hard not to get super excited about the about the start of the 2023 season. But, you know, we do have uh, a little ways to go and we will be uh, discussing it all. Uh, from here on out. Of course, I'm here for it. I can't wait. I think Jalen Hurts is this perfect comp. I love it. Like, let's just, let's see that kind of leap 
Justin Fields right into the MVP conversation. I, I want it. I want it. <laughs> Give it to me. So uh, for Alyssa Barbieri, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Make sure you're checking out Alyssa's excellent work on the Bears Wire, of course. And uh, what do you think, Alyssa? We'll have to be back on here as we get closer to the draft to start doing that thing. And turn our page to the draft and start talking about draft bingo. Draft bingo. Oh, yeah. The draft bingo card. We could bring that My back. Favorite time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard with the GM actually being competent. We can't make fun of Ryan Pace as much as we used to. Um, we'll have to come up with some new material. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we will, we will be back as the draft gets closer to break that stuff down. Looking forward to it. We'll catch you next time. Bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.